What up, guys? It's still me here. Welcome to episode number eight of the Fair City Podcast. Today, I have no co-host with me. I am solo, but I'm not because I am joined by the fantastic Ben Thompson, who is the writer oh. and <laughs> the writer and director of The Ghost of Me and You. Is that the right way around? Because I always want to say you and me. That's right. That's uh, I think there's a Listen Jake song called that, so that we don't want to get mixed up with that. Um, you want to do it the right way around. Is that on the end of the Outcrowd album? Uh, in, no, it's on Anthem. Is that on Anthem? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm joined by totally Ben. Yeah. Uh, so, how are you, Ben? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I've just uh, been meeting uh, my storyboard artist. Uh, so we're just cracking away at the storyboards and getting there for shooting next month. So we're almost there. Excellent. So a month, why, what date do you start shooting? Uh, 1st of September. So a month today. Not long now, eh? No. Let's uh, let's let's get straight to it then. So, for those who don't know about the Ghost of Me and You, tell me about the film. Uh, right, the Ghost of Me and You is going to be a twenty-minute short film, and it features our main character Tara. And uh, now Tara is uh, she's just came away from a long relationship, and she's a bit uneasy about life, and a bit like she's she's came back home to Scotland. She's been in Germany for a while, and she doesn't really know where her life's going. Um, and then a guy introduces himself to her at a party. Uh, they they make love, and then six months later they've moved in together. So it's all moving pretty fast. In this new house, she discovers a device which sends her to an alternate reality. So that's when things get a bit messed up. And uh, in this other reality, she discovers another version of herself, another Tara, and she uh, that Tara is being abused by her boyfriend David. Uh, so she kind of has to come to terms with: is this something totally different? Or is this like, could reality go this way? Why my reality go this way under similar circumstances? So uh, yeah, so it's a kind of like really messed up sliding doors. Quite funny actually, because I had sliding doors in my head when you were describing it there, and I've never at any point when we've like discussed it or I've read about it thought sliding doors, and then you said it straight away. I'm like, that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just kind of I've kind of ruined it, but it's it's totally different. It's a lot darker for one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just like a dark version of Slime Doors. Yeah, no, it sounds like um, it could keep audience members guessing whether it is an alternate reality or whether she's gone into the future or something like that and she's seen a future. Maybe maybe in the film it's clear it's an alternate reality, but I, I quite like the idea of keeping people guessing on that one. No, it's a wee bit of that. Yeah, a wee bit of that. So if, um, if people are wanting to help out with your, your crowdfunding at the moment, where can they go? What's the website? It's Indiegogo. It's... Uh, igg.me slash at slash the ghost of me and you and uh, it's running until Friday but I think we'll try and do a, 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 what you call in demand where it runs a bit longer past the deadline to collect funds um, we're sitting at just over a grand just now which is absolutely fantastic I'm really appreciative of everybody who's, who's supported us I've had it running for the last 40 days or so but yeah so we're, we're getting there and um, you know I'm self-funding it as well and also the cinematographer Orkisa Terzi has put in some money as well so uh, the budget's looking to be about five grand. Overall. Excellent, that's really good. Um, and just to double check, you haven't sent any tweets about ten years ago that you're going to regret just before this starts filming, have you? Not tweets, but maybe films I've made. <laughs> so yeah, speaking about that, I mean you're not you're not new to films in the slightest. You've got some uh, back catalogue of films out there. You've got Kill Bin. You've got Bullseye and Dartboard. <laughs> We don't talk about those. That's a pre-career filmmaking. No, absolutely. They were. I remember seeing them when you were at college. 
no, in, in all seriousness though, you've you've had a few. I don't want to say bigger films, but you, your films have been sort of evolving over the last uh, ten years or so. You've had Dreamer, you've had The Balance, and most recently you had Nutcracker as well. Now, as someone who's seen them or been a part of them, I've seen how these films have kind of looked more and more professional. And don't take that the wrong way, but they've, they've just they've gotten better, and you can tell you sort of evolving with the film. What? Ah, oh, my chair keeps making a squeaking noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's not thought. Now, what what are you bringing to the ghost of you and me? The ghost of me and you. That is, it's, I've written it wrong in a te- in a message here, and you never corrected me. <laughs> um, what are you bringing to that that you think? Oh, I've never tried this before. I can't wait to try that. Yeah, well, uh, I, f- I think you're right with the evolution, and I, I appreciate you saying that. Thanks, man. But because uh, like my one rule as a filmmaker is uh, every time I make a film, to make it bigger and better than the last. Yeah. Uh, or else it's kind of it's, you know you got to challenge yourself and it, it takes so much effort and time at your life then you got to go big or go home you know so with the ghost of me and you it features a huge abundance of special effects um and most we most control shots so basically because it's an actress playing opposite herself we have to shoot a lot of the shots twice you know and then stitch them together in post and we don't want to do a uh, really crappy static camera split screen we want to have motion in, in the shots right, yeah. uh, so uh, you know I've been spending the last couple of months getting my head around it and uh, I'll keep the cinematographer she's been doing lots of tests and stuff um, just to make sure it's all going to work alright so that's going to add a lot of time onto the shoot, it's going to add a lot of complication um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to the challenge and uh, it should, get, you know, it'll give you a wee bit more of a spice to it than your usual low budget short film, you know Yeah, no, absolutely and I mean, you have been doing this, so as you described, low-budget short film, but you're not short of it in sort of festival accolades, are you? Is it the, the balance that did quite well at the, the festivals? What did, how did it get on? Uh, yeah, that got into like the Edinburgh Short Film Festival and the Loch Ness Film Festival uh, and the Deep Fried Film Festival, which is from Coatbridge, uh, brilliant name for a festival that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, so like... In all, in all honesty, since then I haven't done too great with the festivals, and I, I can. Uh, so I'm kind of looking back at the balance and see the things that we did right with that, and and I think it's because it connected with audiences quite well. It was, it was funny, and it had quite a good pace to it. So mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm quite proud of that. Uh, I'm not so proud of some of the jokes that have aged quite quite badly in the last five years from that film, but uh, <laughs> overall. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I mean, there was a performance in that that was amazing, and that was yours. It was you do some amazing crying. Obviously, yeah. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's always just you know trying to. I'm making films every couple of years, and I'm just looking back and seeing where it went right and where it went wrong, and trying not do the ones where you went wrong. Yeah, no, absolutely. So some of that amazing crying came out a couple of weeks ago when I got a message from you telling me that. You hadn't cast me in the part, uh, so <laughs> tell me about your cast members. You're, you're too lead. Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm really uh, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I was joking. It's fine. Yeah, so uh, I'm really, uh, really privileged to have Kirsty Strain on as the the actress. She has been in Burniston and she's in Anna and the Apocalypse, which is the upcoming Glasgow set zombie musical. I've heard a lot about that, a lot of good stuff about that as well. Saw that at the film festival a few weeks ago at Edinburgh, and it was, it was really good wee film. Like Quite weird though, because it's, it's filmed in Glasgow, but uh, 
it's like different accents and stuff, so it's not really like set in Scotland, which is quite a weird choice, but I kind of appreciate why they did that. So yes, so she's fantastic. She's playing Tara, and she's going to have to play two versions of herself. So she's like a diverse actress. You know, she's done comedy, she's, she's done some really serious films, so I think she can bring it. And then we've got Jake McGarry playing David, who's like the who's like the nice guy in one reality and then the abusive husband, uh, sorry, boyfriend in the other reality. And uh, I worked with Jake on Nutcracker, where he kind of played like a, a college student and now he's playing quite a mature adult. And, and that's like what's so good about him is he can bring everything to, you know, you can do both roles and you believe him in it. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he just knocks it out of the park and you, you don't really have to do much as a director. So yeah, look, looking forward to work with him and stuff again. Um, we... we I mean, like you, like you said, we, we auditioned you, we auditioned uh, about 15 actors. So it was like a real, it was tough, man. It was really tough. <laughs> no, so. absolutely. <laughs> um, when I seen Kirsty's accolades, I was like, oh, I'm totally out of the class. No, I shout out to Jake, or I would have, but I gave him a shout out on the last podcast, so he's not getting <laughs> one this time. Um, have you yeah. decided what you're doing with his hair yet? Yeah, I, well... I, I need to kind of tell him in person, man. I, I, I can't lop, I can't, he's not going to lop it off, but I may have to like hipster fire or like give him a man bun or something, some beard oil, and uh, just make him look quite well groomed. Which is, you know, he's he's a good looking guy, but he's a, he's a bit, you know, he could do with a comb. <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, um, tell us a bit more about yourself then. Your, your background and where you trained and you know why you want to do this as well. So uh, why I want to get into filmmaking basically is uh, there's nothing quite like preparing something for months and months and months, having this film in your head and then you get, you go to tons of effort, you get everybody together and then you're on set, you've got people reading your lines and you know, you shout action and it's like, it's just, it's nothing quite like it in the world, you know, just to, to see this come to life right in front of your eyes. And to piece it together, um, it's just it's quite something, and it's worth all the pain and misery the rest mm. of the time just for those few seconds of absolute joy, yeah. and and just to see an amazing crew and cast just c- come together to, to to make your vision. It's 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 a real ego boost, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine. I mean, I've been involved in obviously your films. I've been involved in stage shows and that, and I've had that feeling from performing someone else's work. So, I mean, I can only imagine what it's like when you're seeing your own work out there being performed and, like you say, coming to life like that and people hopefully laughing at the right points and being shocked but in the right places as well. You know, maybe a fork in the eye or something like that. Or <laughs> a couple of gasps. I don't know. It's just hypothetical. Yeah, it's just, it swings the opposite way as well, though. So when you, when you really fuck it up and there's, there's like a really cringy bit in a film and you have to watch it over and over again in front of an audience and it doesn't quite land. So that's what yeah, I mean about like remembering your mistakes and trying not to do that again, you know. And, and with that, I mean, when you see something, you think, "Oh, that's a mistake." Do you then have anyone coming up to you and saying, "You shouldn't have done that," or oh, "I didn't like this bit," or anything like that? Oh. Not so much coming up to you because, like, I do. I show it to friends, and they're 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 really nice to you to your face. Um, <laughs> so it's only like later on, like a few years down the line, it's like, oh, did you see that bit in that film? What did you actually genuinely think of it? And then they go, well, it was a bit, you know, I was a bit shit. And then you're like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so it's only like, you have to give them a few years. And you yeah. know yourself, you know, after you see it with an audience a few times, you know it's not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, like, people are, people do try to be nice about these sorts of things, you know, like, 
for the podcast, for example, you know, I was speaking to Jean last night and he was, I can't remember what it was he said, but he was like, I don't want to be negative on your thing, but, and he gave me a good point, I, I'm so good, I've forgotten it, sorry Jean, um, <laughs> but, what was it again? Nah, nah, totally gone, I'll need to ask him again, but generally people don't do that, they don't give you that sort of criticism that you need, and, and as I've said on previous podcasts, if no one tells you you're doing it wrong. You're not. Yeah. And, and for me, I don't know what you're like, but I'm very self-critical anyway. So when I've got things that I've done or that I just have to ignore the voice in my head or I'll never do anything with it. Um, so I, I don't know if you're like that, but I suppose it's always that kind of way. Yeah, so you never you never went into detail about your, your kind of background and things like that. So you, you've always wanted to do this, but where did you train? How did you train? What made you decide... You know, I've gone there to do it. It was a bit of that. Well, I totally flunked uh, high school, totally, man. Uh, so I had like zero hires and I went straight to college where I met a lot of your, our mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Um, did I did, got an HND and video production. Then I went on to uni and did film and media. And, you know, it was there I started to hone my skills, you know, and um, I just started making films as and when I could and afford to get equipment and stuff. Straight after that, I, I made a few films in, that, in one year. And just properly got started getting into it and just not even making films for people to see just to hone your skills you know just mm-hmm. to just to do it and that's why i kind of advise the folk is just get out your like folks say get out your comfort zone get out your comfort zone but sometimes you just stay in your comfort zone you know with your mates in your house and make mm-hmm. a film and then take slowly take steps out your comfort zone you know yeah. and then i got uh you know i, I was quite lucky i got into uh being a, a camera technician for a year, uh, which then led to filming YouTube videos for college, and now I'm working at Screen Academy Scotland as a film technician. That's my day job. So you know, I've got lots of students and kit there that are really like really nice folk to work alongside who are really helpful and stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I think I've just been quite lucky. What's up, Fair City Podcast? This is Chris and Dan from Fresh Talk. Check us out at freshtalkpodcast.com. That's right. And if you had any idea how long it took me and Dan to do that bumper, you would actually probably never listen to us. It's totally true. Get him, Stoby. So let's, let's take it back a bit, because we kind of skimmed over them before, but let's just go into what I call the start of the Ian Stoby trilogy. So <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't. <laughs> is this uh, the balance yeah. trilogy I was planning for a while? Oh, wait, was it going to be a trilogy? I can't remember that. Uh, yeah, I kept it quiet, man, because like, I don't think it's going to happen now, so don't get your hopes up. But, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm totally... I, ha- I, had a, <laughs> I had a plan for the balance two and three. Uh, do you want to know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, so the balance two would have opened with... Um, you would have walked into a bank with uh, the, the good concert in, in a gimp costume, all chained up, <laughs> and a leash. <laughs> And uh, your your brother who plays the bad concert consort was gonna lead you in on the no no not you lead the, the good conscious in on the lead and you'd rob a bank and then and you'd do it dead easy because he's just like running around whispering in everybody's ears saying, you know, give him the money. Uh, this make this will make no sense to anybody who's not seen the balance. But uh that was kinda it. Uh, the start of number two. It was just gonna be like you just being a total badass, but like from the guy whispering in your ear telling you to do all these things. Yeah. Well, you've got a couple more years while I've still got the same car, so if you need that, you know, <laughs> for consistency. Hey, if you, if you pay for it, man, if you pay for the budget, I'll, I'll shoot it. <laughs> right. 
this is a this is a, a free podcast with free equipment and uh, no sponsorship <laughs> and you know for a reason. So, but no, I mean, going back further to that, going back to, to Dreamer. So just the, the kind of the process through Dreamer and that. So you had Ian, you had a, a other friend Ben in there. Um, so what made you pick them to? I mean, was the did you have them in mind before you started writing, or did they kind of evolve into the role, or did you do a casting process for that as well? Uh, I did a really quick casting process for that. Basically, the Dreamer was the first film I kind of put a lot of effort into, and it was like this is going to be my first proper film kind of idea. Uh, so I, I did meet a few actors, but like I, I knew your brother Ian already, and uh, he, he just seemed to fit the role perfect for what I was going for. So he, I was like, you're in. And then I was struggling for Finlay, and you know it's just because like I'm making a film for free, and you need to get folk who are like up for it, which is quite rare, you know. So uh, I was speaking to our mutual friend Ben Probert, and he he back then he was up for stuff. Now he's like married and he, he doesn't do much. But uh, but back then he was he was like well up for anything. Uh, so you know he was up for shooting throughout the night. He, he could just do anything to that guy, and he would have taken it. So that's why I, I cast Ben. Mm-hmm. And now that, that again, if I'm going with trilogy names, it's the Natasha Stiven trilogy as well, is it not? Yeah, I think she was. Yeah, she's in free. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And so how did how did Natasha get involved? Uh, Natasha was a friend of Ben's. Ah right. Okay. So going between Dreamer and the Balancing, because we talked before about the kind of the evolution of the film. So what learnings did you take from Dreamer? Um, to either do or not do in the balance that you remember, like the prominent ones, not obviously like a useless lens or something like that, but the prominent <laughs> kind of lessons. Because obviously you never learned and you took Ian back. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I think with Dreamer, um, it was a bit over-earnest. It was trying a bit too hard to, to make you cry a bit and a bit too mawkish, you know? So I, I went in the opposite direction and made the balance, which is a total sick bastard film uh, with no heart at all. Uh, mm. I just wanted to go in the total opposite direction and just make a total dark comedy. <laughs> uh, so I think I succeeded there. So yeah. And then again going from the balance to Nutcracker, I mean give us a quick summary of Nutcracker uh, for those who haven't <laughs> seen it. I, I really enjoyed Nutcracker, I, I genuinely. Thanks man. Uh, yeah so Nutcracker stars Letitia Stibben and she is a blind girl who is at university and she suddenly starts getting trailed by everybody like a, and they're in like a zombie style state and they just chase after her but then she gets a saviour just appears Jack out of nowhere and he leads her to safety into her flat uh, but you know shall, shall I spoil it or shall I leave it no don't spoil it because I love the twist and yeah. I did so yeah it's got a twist um, yeah but um, but even just even though that's my most recent film uh, you know I, I've got a lot I think tonally it was a bit off because one minute it's quite funny, one minute it's quite it's a horror film, and I think I could have done better to gel all that. That's my one kind of regret about it. Yeah, but it's not so much a regret as what you'll take with you going into future films. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's good. Uh, No, I did enjoy that, and I I get like the I wouldn't want to spoil it. They're not, how, how do you find your films? Because I, I sometimes struggle finding them. What's the easiest way to find them? Um, they're on YouTube and Vimeo. I'm not that proud of my previous films, but I know people have, I know people like them, so that's good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Every, every time I make a film, I'm always like, this is the first one, you know? Mm. Uh, so I'm not, I'm quite shit at putting them out there. 
I'll put them out there when they f- first make it, and then. So if you think about it, though, I mean, Dreamer was two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah. So your view on the world, the world's view on the world, everyone's changed in the last nine years, and there's been quite a, a noticeable shift in the last few years with some mentalities and looking back on things and that. So some people will be like that, but I think it's it's still worth sharing. Um, and seeing, like I said, the, the evolution of your films, if nothing else. Yeah, I'm sure, like I said, James Gunn that I was joking about earlier, or that, I'm sure they've got plenty of stuff apart from tweets that they're not proud of either, but it's still out there as well. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely, man. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just always trying to one-up myself and try <laughs> to make the next next one the, the one, you know. Well, that's, a, that's not, a bad, not a bad attitude to have at all. Is there anything else you want to cover? Anything else you want to talk about at all? Any shout-outs? If you say to my ex, you can just get out. Because <laughs> I was, I was a Steve Mister recording on Friday because he went to see Little Mix. <laughs> Something wrong with that. No, I'd, I would just like to give a shout out to everybody who's ever supported my films, you know, and anyone's ever came to the, the premieres and just spread the word, you know, and it, the, everybody who's contributed to the crowdfunding so far, uh, like, I love you guys. Thanks very much. Uh, the cast and crew I've got together for this new one, I couldn't be happier. It's just full of really good dudes. Uh, let's can't wait to get started. And just remind us where that crowdfunding site is. So it's over at Indiegogo. The exact website is igg.me forward slash at forward slash the ghost of me and you. So if you if you like what you've heard listening to this short podcast, uh, go over there, give Ben a couple of dollars, a couple of pounds. So I'm used to saying dollars because the, the Patreon site we've set up at patreon.com forward slash fcpodnet is set up in dollars uh, rather than pounds. So yeah, if you, you think that guy seems like a really cool guy, I want to buy him a beer, not these FC Podnate guys. You know, just go ahead and get on his Indiegogo. And there's rewards as well. You can get, get your name in the, the credits. You can have beer and a pizza with Ben himself. Whilst I talk for the film, ruining it. <laughs> and uh, you've, missed it. you've missed your chance, however, to hear him read his diary from 1994? Is it 92? Uh, 94, yeah, when I was nine. Nine years old, right in the diary. I shared a room with my with my brother, so it's just pretty much our ongoing stupid arguments. There, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might still read it at the end of the crowdfunding, just as a reward to everybody. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> well, uh, I, I would say it's that same with my brother. We shared a room, and we're still fighting. <laughs> Absolutely not. Love you, bro. Um, so, thanks for listening. You can find. Us, the FC Podnet, on all social media at FC Podnet. You can also find me at DStoby on Twitter. Can they find you anywhere on the, the social media, Ben? You yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm awesomeo underscore Ben on Twitter. I'm not a huge tweeter though, so they're going to be disappointed. But, <laughs> uh, the Ghost of Me and You has a Facebook page, so please go and give that a like. Uh, this podcast will be put up on FCPod.net forward slash fcpn forward slash e08 on there i'll put links to ben's videos as well so you can go and check them out unless he tells me absolutely not we'll have that discussion in a minute ben thanks for coming on tonight it's been great just have a quick chat with you and hopefully we can get a few more pounds into that crowdfunding for you before the end of the week thanks man much appreciated and thanks for having me you've been listening to a podcast from the fair city podcast network fair city podcast is a part of brit pod c independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. 
Check out BritPodScene.com or follow BritPodScene on the Twitter to find out more. And until next time, thanks for listening, guys.